In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest. I got to actually turn it down on my headphones. That was a really bad energy, Rob. You really got to, you got to bring it. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. Yeah. Going back all the way to 1971. This is album 58 on the list, Led Zeppelin 4, or whatever it's called. There's a debate about that. Guys, listen. Last week, Aaron talked about vegan barbecue. And it just so I happens did. the song of the fall that's playing on Cave Rob right now is about vegan barbecue. Oh, wow. And Aaron, Ironical. and it's definitely not a desperate apology by me trying to be nice <laughs> to Aaron because I realized after the show that if he quits, we're fucked. We have this podcast is a disaster if he quits. But this is just a normal song and it's not me trying to suck up to one of my co-hosts. Uh, and we are co-hosts, Aaron. I consider you kind of a co-main host, actually. Um, plus, if you guys really listen close, there's a hidden message at the end. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's our favorite song. It's a fight song. It's the Hawkeyes. They're oh, fighting no. oh, no. today. Fight, fight uh, for no, Iowa. I downloaded this before the game even started. I was like, those fuckers are going to lose. And I'm going to play oh. this fight song for Aaron. And then his brother's going to listen. I'm going to get joy twice out of this. Oh, this is the worst thing possible. Oh, Who's that oh, listening? God. It's Aaron's dad? Oh, no. Come on, Aaron. The sing worst. along. Absolutely. I don't know the words to this one. We're Aaron's going to fight, fight, fight for yeah. Iowa. Oh, no. Just you know Aaron's an Iowa State wound. fan because he was booing the kids in the hospital. I thought that was terrible. All right, here we go. Let's turn on K-Rob. Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, we all got that friend who's got good taste in food, and sometimes we just got to do what he says, even if it means no meat in the middle. Visiting Aaron, want to get some food, says he knows a good place for barbecue. <laughs> this is so hard to say. <laughs> I love the I love the guitar singing and the guitar. Listen, Wales, I, I was like, I got about guitar. three takes because it's gonna shoot my voice to shit. <laughs> but nobody's still sound great. Oh yeah, tofu, Yes. If Aaron says we're eating at a vegan place, I'm getting pumped because he's got good taste. Yes, he does. <laughs> what a suck up. He's so what a suck up, Rob. Aaron, Aaron, he's my friend. Aaron, 
He's <laughs> my friend. We're hanging out. Don't even get When you want to hear about the greatest albums of Man. all time. But you're just too wow. lazy to look it up online. Rob, you if you want to hear from guys in chat and then they get on track. Track. Holy shit, you guys hear this hidden message? Did you hear that hidden message? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run that reverse. Let's see what it actually says. Okay. Oh, my sweet Satan uh, podcast. This is your favorite listener, Magic Mike 69. Keep up the good work, guys. Ah! Remember, listeners, always send Aaron more feed pictures. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I think Magic Mike, Mike 69. Magic Mike 69 might be about 30 episodes behind, but I think that's okay. I'll still take it. It's not a big deal. I'm not definitely not going to rip on somebody who emailed in a sound clip that was in reverse. And I was like, oh, shit, psycho shit going on from our fans. <laughs> Lock your doors, people. Lock yeah. your doors. Big, big, big surprise. Uh, but thank you, Magic Mike 69 for sending in that super secret message. And I have to admit, the first time I reversed it and listened to it, I did laugh my ass off. I've got four guys here who requested to go by their symbols tonight, just like Led Zeppelin did for this album because they didn't want to name it. I've got Aaron in California whose symbol is the laughing while crying emoji. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I've been listening to a lot of Max Roach this week, getting ready for this one. I'm excited. Oop, what? I'm going to listen to you and I'm not going to yell at you this week because we're best friends. <laughs> I've got Russell in Minnesota whose symbol is like the Prince symbol, but it's more sexy. Russ, how are you doing? Rob, all I can ask and all I can pray is to find a steady rolling woman who thinks a fun date is an all you can eat buffet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what about those big leg women with no soul? I guess you don't worry about that. Can you yep. imagine? Well, if you're a big legged woman, by the time you're walking a lot, your shoes really don't have any soul. Like that's happened to me all the time. My shoes now slant like this. I'm walking like a duck. Like, a, like it's crazy. What happens to fat guy's shoes? It's unbelievable. Uh, I've got Matt in Minneapolis, whose symbol is a pile of laundry with a red slash through it. Matt, how are you doing? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. That one. Uh, it's a. Uh... That one's from like the 1600s, I think. It's a long one. We had to go way back in the history books to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we would never. Like I think as a podcast, we're real interested in treading new ground and definitely not doing the same jokes over and over and over. Yeah. And I've got Rob, whose symbol is the male symbol, you know, with the circle and the arrow. But the arrow is not that long, but it's actually real thick. And some people actually like that. And that's fine. Uh, that's me. I'm in New York. A little gray. Uh, listen, guys, I don't have time. To, everybody shut up. I don't have time to get to you. I've got a Bex line and it's uh, Casey Kasem with today's Bex. After listening to the List Fair episode, I just wanted to share the inappropriate t-shirt my high school boyfriend wore when he came to see me at work. After we broke up, the business was owned by my dad. By the way, his shirt said, girls, free breathalyzers, blow here. And then there was an arrow pointing to his junk. Needless to say, he has never thought of as the one that got away. I cannot tell you how many people have communicated with me about inappropriate t-shirts. I think inappropriate funny t-shirts is a love language. I think it's the sixth love language. It's this thing that binds us all together. People love it. I, what did I see? What did, I sent you guys a picture, right? Where it was just like, instead of enjoy Coke, it just said enjoy cock. And I was like, well, yeah, they didn't work yeah, that hard, but it's very yeah. funny. Like, it's just like some guy was like, enjoy cock. That's good. I'm going to put that in a shirt and sell it in every shop down in Chinatown. So the shirt said, 
what was it? Breathalyzer, breathalyzer blow here with the arrow pointed down. Yeah, it was ladies. Yeah. I got a breathalyzer blow here, and then it was an arrow down his <laughs> junk. And he wore it to the where this uh, uh, listener was working, and the dad was there at the place. So not only are you picking up your girlfriend, ex girlfriend at the time, by the way, in the shirt, you're also seeing the parents. So I guess at that point, it's like, well. I got dumped. I drove away real fast. Might as well break out this breathalyzer shirt that I've been, I just bought at Spencer gift and uh, I've been saving for a very special time. I would, I would much rather be remembered in a, in a bold way like that than just going out some meek way. Just yeah. Try nothing. I think you go out with style like that. I appreciate it. Yeah. You got it. I, I agree. It's much better than begging a girl not to dump you, which I also did on that, uh, that drive away fast story. I was like, Hey, maybe we can just it's like, dude, no, you got to collect your self-respect and <laughs> get talked about it a number of times. That guy's living his truth, man. That that's that mm-hmm. guy deep down in his soul. That's who he is. And yeah. so for that girl, she absolutely, or whoever guy could have been a guy, I guess, whoever it was who, uh, t- vexed us, you know, that she just absolutely got rid of a train wreck real quick there by yeah. letting that guy wear Dodged that t-shirt. So. To be yeah. fair, someone who wears a T-shirt like that has to have plenty of signs along the way that they're capable of wearing <laughs> such a shirt, right? Like, yeah, th- that person you just doesn't think. all of a sudden go from being a, a well-dressed man every mm-hmm. day of his life to one day being like, I'm, I'm going to break this shit out on a Saturday. Yeah. That doesn't no, but happen. It's like, but it's like one of those things where maybe they're a little bit mean to the waiter. Maybe they, you know, just a little bit, mm-hmm. little yeah. bit mean to their mom, things like that. But then that shirt comes out and it's like, yep. Yes. Terrifying. Gone. You're, you know, time to go. He's definitely so. not going from forced sweater vest to terribly dirty T-shirt. But I think <laughs> I, 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 they probably did start dating because she really thought he was a female body inspector. <laughs> she was just hoping that <laughs> that's my favorite shirt. FBI female body inspector. Like, hey, this is pretty. This is funny, and it makes you think. You know. Okay, so again, this is a podcast. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Now we're going to do an improv exercise. That was, no, we're going to do an wrong. improv exercise, Aaron, because you didn't say anything. I was you thinking. are okay. You are a patient going to the doctor's office and go. <laughs> hey, doc, I'm wearing my favorite T-shirt. It says Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. Who's bringing the chips? <laughs> alcohol is still one of the major killers in the U.S. And oh. scene. Good. Good job, Aaron. That was great. Okay. Do you see how I did a yes and there? And I responded. I listened. That's you how we're going to do the, the podcast. F- the FBI t-shirt makes us think. We were all thinking. That was a, a, a oral joke. Anytime I have to edit out blank space in this podcast, it's always a real bummer. Where it's just like, <laughs> well, there's four of us and none of us could think of anything funny to say at this point. So... <laughs> You can't be funny all the time. You got to have, you know, some, some build and then there's going to be va- peaks and valleys. Pregnant pauses. Some- we talked about pregnant pauses about 30 episodes ago. Right. You know, we got to, sometimes that shit's got to breathe. You I guys, just- is there, is there any t-shirt, uh, some sort of t-shirt with language on it that any of your wives could wear where you'd be like enough, I'm out. Like if, if your wife no. wore, wore the male body inspector shirt or anything like that, is there anything that w- you, you couldn't handle? Well, it would just be just an Iowa Hawkeyes t-shirt, but that's going to be the theme of this podcast. <laughs> We're going to fight, be the only fight, one. fight yeah. for yeah, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, no, the answer is no. If my wife wore a dirty shirt, I would be walking around with a permanent rob erection, which is what I call an erection when I have it. You guys didn't figure that out. And hey, you want to use the term rob erection? Feel free. Next time, it's time to rob, French your- we, we should get that patented right after we get the rating system patented. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to send in two filings, the rating system and the Rob Rection. And it would have to be patent because there's actually quite a bit of machinery involved. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rolling 
going. Oh, yeah. And one of those simple machines is a pulley. You guys know what I'm talking about. I pulley on it so much. Uh, all right. So rolling going. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, good. Good. Doing well. Um, you know, I, I think everybody on the on this podcast knows, but our listeners don't know that my family spent a little bit of time out in New York a couple of weeks ago. And holy shit, I live there. You live there. You know, we spent some quality time with Rob and Rob's wow. family out in New York. And I think IRL. the the thing that I realized is that I've forever I've had this issue of of going to different cities and not wanting to look like a tourist, right? Like I mm-hmm. don't want to be the one looking up at all the big buildings, taking those, pictures. Those fanny packs probably help you out really well, don't they, Matt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't want to be the one looking at the map and turning left and right and trying and then switching the map up and down and trying to figure that out ex- where I'm at. That explains why Matt was always wearing the I Heart New York shirt when he was walking around. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I look like I belong here. You know, I, I'm moving on from that. I don't care if I look like a tourist anymore. My, yeah. Part of it is probably because I'm carrying around two little kids with me anyways. And so <laughs> it's just natural that it's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we we did a couple of cool things. One of them was this hop on, hop off bus. That was my nickname the sophomore year of college that I tried to get started was the hop on, hop off bus. Did not catch did on. Work? No, it did didn't not. catch on. No, because <laughs> I was like, I just sit here and you ride it around. There was no hopping on or hopping off. huh? <laughs> <laughs> Turned out it was more of a segue. It was kind of a one-person mover. <laughs> Back to forward, my roommate, up, I was down. like, "So you have theology till when?" Okay, okay. <laughs> and you sw- and are you going to lunch after that? Okay. And you, you don't skip. Was, was theology theology a Tuesday Thursday class? Meaning yeah. it was an hour and a half, right? Yeah, hour and a half. Time. So I was like, I got all day. I can oh, really, you really treat yourself. Rob, <laughs> go ahead, Matt. Tell us more about this trip. So the hop on hop, but again, it was like, it seems like the most touristy things There's a million mm-hmm. guys who are trying to sell it, but it was great. You got to see a whole bunch of things. You can hop on, obviously you can hop off. So Ooh. you can go like walk the Brooklyn bridge it, for as long as you want. Come back. The bus, another bus comes around, picks you up. You can go, but you guys, it's a double decker bus and you're on the top. Like there is no bottom. The bottom is totally dark. And there's like, there's, you cannot sit on the bottom. Cause every time we get on one, I tell my kids, Hey, let's sit on the bottom. And they're like, no, why would we do that? Let's go up top. Let's have fun. So it really is quite a trip because the stoplights, they're the, like the, the, you know, what do you call those semaphores? That's what I call them. Uh, are so close to you when you're on a, when you're on a double decker yeah, bus. You they're literally like up. six inches from touch your head. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So did you so, like it, man? I've done double, I've done the hop on Russell hop off tours in probably like six or seven cities. I do them all the time. I think they're a great way to get around and see a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. You can stop and spend as much time as you want anywhere you want. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. So they're great. So, th- so that, that was my app. I'm getting comfortable with being a tourist in, in towns where I don't live, where I'm actually there to be a tourist yeah. kind of a thing. But the other great thing is, is that again, we have our buddy Rob that's in New York. And so when you're done with doing all the tourist things, you call up Rob and all of a sudden he's like, all right, now, you, you know, let's let's get down to business, guys. I'm rubbing my hands here. You know, what do you want to do? So it's like, well, we haven't gotten any New York pizza yet. All right, let's go. So he Rob gets us on the like, subway. Hmm, do I know anywhere where I can buy pizza? Hmm, I don't know. That's not really something I do in New York like every day. <laughs> my wife's yeah. not looking. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we go to this place. What is it called? Is it was it Joe's Pizza? Yeah, Joe's Pizza down in the in the West Village. And so, you know, the lines out the door only takes cash. It, it was phenomenal. Like we would have never found that place if we didn't know Rob. Yeah. You know, then it's like the kid's like, well, let's get ice cream, you know? So then we go, he, he calls up, um, 
Who did you have to call up to find out where that was? Uh, who was that? It was that person on the podcast that I didn't hear any feedback about and nobody really talked about her. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Suzanne. Yeah, she. <laughs> oh, Suzanne. She gave the, one me like, the latest star of our podcast, the Eminem. Yeah, exactly. She's gotten like 18 calls. Like, yeah. is she like a real life podcaster? Because she's phenomenal. So yeah, I was like, I no, actually, we are. Come on. Yeah. So, so it calls up Suzanne and Suzanne's like, oh, yeah, you're going to want to go over to the big gay ice cream store. And so we're like, that sounds like fun. And it was phenomenal. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was the best ice cream I've ever had ever. I couldn't believe it. So I think you got to find a healthy balance and I'm trying to get to it of being a tourist, but also, you know, finding some locals, finding your friends, relying on them to tell you where all the cool spots are. And so yeah. it was like the perfect trip to New York because we had the best of both worlds. I think being at one, so not wanting you, to be Rob. a tourist is you wanting to be cool. And the, the vaccine against wanting to be cool is having kids because you're instantly not cool. Yeah, you know, that's like true. you, you have a true. kid barf on you and you're like, fuck yeah, I'll put on a Washington, D.C. airport shirt. Like, it's like I love the yeah. dullest international airport. It's my favorite airport. I got a shirt about it. And, and isn't isn't part of having kids when you travel somewhere? The, the whole point is to do the tourist things, right? Your kids yeah. are going to remember going to the Statue of Liberty. They're going to uh, remember going to. No, they won't. Empire State Building. Empire State Building. Admittedly, they may love the ice cream. They may not remember the big big gay ice cream store. Well, I can tell you what they are going to remember. And that is uncle Rob telling them that if they stand up on the subway and not hold anything. It's actually a really fun game. And then uncle Rob was <laughs> reprimanded by, by dad, Matt, because he was like, he's a mean Mike. old daddy. Wasn't he? Do you? He's a mean old daddy. Do you Rob? Wasn't he? <laughs> Where is that? I haven't played that in so long. Uh, missing that one. Ah, because he was, he was far. like, if my kids fall down and hurt their arm, my whole trip is fucked. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, because we we had it. We were, we were on we were on the ferry out to go around the Ellis Island. Yeah, so yeah. we're going out there, and we're going to go out to the front of the ship, right? And of course, the ship's got a door that shuts, and there's a little lip there, so water doesn't come into inside, right? And then there's a million yellow things that say "Do not trip, do not trip," right? So of course, one of my kids trips, falls down, scrapes his, you know, and is instantly at him. Yeah. Well, Rob wasn't on this trip. So, so Rob doesn't, Rob doesn't know this happened. So again, so then for the next 45 minutes, you know, we're just in, I'm inside with the kid and you know, it's just like, Oh, this is the worst thing ever, you know, kind of a thing. So then all of a sudden we're on the subway with Rob and Rob's like, Hey, you know, what's really fun going on the, see if you can stand with no hands on the subway. I'm like, Rob, these fucking kids are going to fall over and you're going to have to carry them out of this goddamn place, you know, kind of a thing. And so he's like, Oh, sorry. I keep forgetting that you have two sons because my two daughters and I'm like, Hey, let's break these rules. They're like, no, we need to follow the rules. We need to sit down and be very good. And I'm yeah, like, come on, let's have some you, fun. You, I told your ins- kids like, hey, let's stand up. And immediately they're like, fuck yeah. Ah! And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> ooh, this is a different. You were insulting their manhood, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a challenge. Those kids Rob. looked at me and said, I want to be like that guy for sure. Yeah. So I I just wanted to say thanks. It was, wow, it was a super off. fun time. You and your family, it was great to be a tourist and then also have a local who knew what the hell they were talking about. Well, so. is taking somebody out for pizza and ice cream make me a hero? Then I'm kind of a hero like three to four times a week because yes. I, uh, that's, you should be in that Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah. Every exactly. one of them. <laughs> Captain America, but he's a big fat guy who knows all the best pizza places in town. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. That's great. <laughs> Rolling going, Russ, how are you doing? Rolling going. Things are going well. And we've talked once before. I mean, Rob's talked about the, how the deodorant is always locked behind, behind a key oh in New York. God. No, I've never noticed the deodorant being locked, but. I was out tonight at a store and something else was locked and I was so pissed about it. Oh, I had uh, to leave two stores because I couldn't even handle it. 
there are two sex shops around you. I can't believe it. <laughs> He's like, I really want that dildo that puts eggs inside of you. And they're behind glass. <laughs> what kind of eggs Those are we leather masks about? that zip in the back. Oh, my goodness. Like I went there eggs? in the weekdays, Rob. I went there in the weekdays. That, that would be fine. Listen, I'm trying to figure out what it would be like to be fucked by some alien type bean. Okay. <laughs> I guess fuck? I can't do that. Oh, I thought this was America. You know. <laughs> So anyways, I go out and as you guys know, I've got the new Beats by Dre headphones. I've got nice headphones that I listen to music to, but I've also got like the cheap Sony earbuds. You guys have just have cheap earbuds that you use. You lose them all the time, but they're 20 bucks. If you lose them, it doesn't matter. Right. Amazon brings you another pair nine hours from now. Yep. So I went to, I went to a store today and I couldn't find any of them. They were all out. That store that is, it's named fucking is what it's called now to be. And so so much work. And, you make so much and, work for me. And Target has like essentially turned their electronics section into like an Apple store. Like they got to be cool like Apple. Everything's got to be set up, you know, where the, there's all this meaningless space all over for some God knows reason. So like I'm going and like, oh, hey, guess what? They've got 800 pairs of super big gamer headphones that I'm not going to buy. And they don't have a goddamn one pair of regular $20 earbuds. So I get pissed and I leave and I go over to Walgreens just thinking, hey, maybe they've they've got to have something cheap like that. I go in and they do have a handful of cheap, you know, $10, $15 ones. They're all under key. You have to ring the bell to have someone come over to take a lock off of it to buy $10 earbuds. Who the fuck are these people out there that are stealing earbuds that are making it bad for the rest of us? I'm pissed. Gotta use the old Walgreens concierge service. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, and and it, it is, I'm telling you, that deodorant thing really came to a head tonight because my wife and I were both getting ready for this party at the same time. And I was like, oh, she's gonna see me use her deodorant. This is gonna be a big deal. So I had to like distract her and be like, oh, I really gotta go to the bathroom. And then when she left, I was like, deodorant up, deodorant up. So Genius stuff. By the way, Russell, why don't you have your headphones? I was looking up something online that I'll talk about Wait, in one second. Why is it a secret? Well, you were looking up dildos online. You were sharing your screen. Why is uh, it a secret? I wasn't just looking up dildos. Use- I was looking up dildos with ovipositors on eBay. Okay. Because I can save some money. And then I remember <laughs> this is my work computer. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to have an interesting conversation with the head of my middle school coming up. But uh, is it called the headmaster? Actually, do you think they'd come talk to me and be like, hey, I saw I you were that, looking Rosie. up. That was a good one. That I, was a good one. I saw you were looking up dildos with ovipositors. Do you think they would actually bring me in for that conversation? They couldn't, right? Because I'd just be like, I'd be like, oh, it's my wife's. And they'd be like, oh. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sorry about that. And they'd be like, no, no, no. You blame your kids for that. Oh, my kids got into my password. Yeah, I don't sorry. know, Rob. Don't you know? Uh, don't you know someone who works as an ass principal? They might be able to help you out <laughs> along with that somewhere along the way, right? But what happened to your headphones, Russell? Why didn't you have your nice ones? Well, no, I still have the nice ones, but I don't. I don't wear the big. You, like if you're going for a walk, you don't wear your big Beats by Dre headphones. If you're if you're going what? on a plane, oh. I'm not wearing those. I'm, I don't want to lose the expensive ones. So. On a day-to-day basis, I always just carry like the cheap earbuds. Oh, and God, they always why? like they'll go through the wash by accident. So they'll get broke, they'll get lost. So I needed new ones. And, and I went to two stores and I couldn't buy them at either store. I was pissed. You know, I really don't get it, Russell, because I could understand like if you were married that you would be worried about spending money. What the fuck? Like just go buy a pair of like the 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 beats by Dre, but the small ones that you can put in your ears. Who's gonna say anything? 
Like I'm here trying to buy dildos with ovipositors. My wife is going to find out because we share a credit card. Like I would just buy those headphones. Like what's going to happen? Rob, have you ever thought that maybe she's been buying those for a long time without you knowing, just like you use her deodorant without you knowing, like maybe there's got to be stuff she's using of yours or maybe she's buying that. That was all, that would explain all those eggs I've been collecting for a year. <laughs> well, Russell, I'll say, uh, you know, if you got the big headphones on, if you're going for a walk, like you're going to go for an hour walk. I mean, you can get sweaty, right? You can't, you I mean, can't wear the big headphones. You can't that. wear the, you know, yeah, the only yeah. thing on the plane, I wear, I wear those things on a plane because I like to, you know, block out as much noise as possible. He's got his plane but, headphones. But I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, like if you're going to go for a walk or just kind of doing some yard work or something, I mean, you can't be wearing your your nice Beats by Dre. So that's why, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. So, so now Walgreens, you have to call an attendant over for them to unlock it. But you go to Walgreens and it takes someone like eight minutes to check somebody out yeah. for like yeah. a, a candy bar, right? You, you can't you can't ask for someone at Walgreens to come help you out. You'll be there all day. Well, I left. I didn't even try. <laughs> So where did you get them then? So, Where'd yeah, you what, finally what settle? Did you I don't have them. I'm wearing the ones, the old ones where only one headphone works. So Amazon, now, now if I'm listening to music and stereo again, I'm fucking out. I don't. <laughs> Amazon, nine hours, they'll be there. Uh, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh, uh, man, it's, you know, I, I don't want to. I mean, I'm. it's terrible. I'll just be honest. It's terrible. Cool. Uh, I, it, you know, grand God, scheme of life. Asshole. Everything's fine. My life's good. My family's <laughs> great. I have nothing to actually complain about, but. Uh, I did watch a college football game today, as Rob alluded to in the opener, and it is the only college football game that I care about, which is the annual Cyhawk game. I have tried so hard to not get worked up about. Yeah, I hear hear that, Rob. I hear you. I tried so hard (laughs) not to get worked up about college sports in my life. These guys are just kids. They're just doing their best. They just want to win. Yeah. And I just Technically, I a lot of them are good for my mental now, health. So. Yeah. To and be some of them want to win more it. than others, apparently. Like some people think that mediocrity is okay. And that's cool too. But I did, I got I got into it. I watched today the Cyhawk game. My Cyclones did not come through. It was a very disappointing effort. Uh, and I just want them to win in Jack Trace for my family. So I'm very disappointed. And I was watching with my son today, who's four. Oh no. Only vaguely understands football, but he very wisely said to me. Well, Dad, if your team doesn't win today, you should just cheer for a different team tomorrow. So smart. I really, I just, what a dumb piece of shit. I hope you yelled at that so kid. So smart. <laughs> That's craziness. Because then when your team wins, Aaron, you're going to feel so good for like five minutes. My kids ask me all the time, why are you Vikings fans? And I'm like, when they win, I'm going to feel so good for like an evening. It's going to be awesome. It's worth all <laughs> this one time. Night. Oh, one yeah. Night. I might yeah, actually, I might go get a now, Viking but. Super Bowl tattoo just to be like, okay, well, it's actually worth it because I got this tattoo, like, and it's a big thing. So I must be smart for watching so many hours of Vikings games with actually zero. You can't be Rob. Rob, you can't be that guy whose only tattoo is like of a football <laughs> Super Bowl champion. <laughs> yeah, you, you cannot, you cannot be that guy. And, and then like scrawled under it, like obviously added later is like my kids' names. Yeah. <laughs> like one of them's not <laughs> spelled right. It's like, ah, close enough. It's good. This is not related to my rolling going. I do have a great only tattoo story. One of the times I was in the tattoo shop getting tattooed, this guy came in, no visible tattoos, and right. came in and I thought like, oh, you know, maybe he's like coming in to get his first tattoo or something. Turns out he was coming back to talk to the artist after uh, having his done and would like want him to check it over, make sure it healed fine. Took his shirt off a giant tiger from like neck down to, to <laughs> tiger. wiener, like just huge across his yeah. entire chest. He was like kind of a small guy, like first and last tattoo, his whole chest done in a tiger. Very like, just go for it. 
Go big or go home. I would I would get no tail and I would have the tail just be where my dick's supposed to be. So if like the tiger would be there and my, my dick would be the tail. I could do that with one of those dogs. You know what I mean? Like the dogs where they chop off the tail and it's a little stub going back and forth. You put the sunglasses on around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Gray dog. It would be so good. I would do it as an alien ovipositor. Uh, so oh, no. I, it is funny though, isn't it, Aaron? Like kids really do bring things into very sharp focus very quickly. My daughter yeah. is in my fantasy league. Uh, for my, that oh, I run, that sounds terrible. That I run for my family. Okay. And so I was like, hey, listen, I needed uh, an extra person to come in. My daughter's like, okay. So I was like, we're going to, dra- we're going to draft it. She's like, okay. And then after like an hour, she's like, oh my God, how long is this? And I was like, well, it's going to be another half hour or whatever. She's like, oh my God. And then afterwards I was like, okay, listen, all you need to do is once or twice a week, you just check your team, make sure. And she's like, what? We have to do more stuff. Why would you do this more often? And I was like, well, don't ask questions like that. Like why I'm doing it. She's like, who cares about this? And I was like, no, we get to watch more football. And she's like, why would we want to do that? Like, it's so nice outside. I was like, sounds like Rosie. And why does watching a game feel like a bigger waste of time when your team loses? I spent the same amount of time watching had they won or lost, but somehow I feel like I wasted my whole afternoon. I was going to ask you guys, you mentioned fantasy football as a single guy. If I'm out on a date with someone, should I tell a woman that I'm in multiple fantasy football leagues with my buddies or should you never admit to such (laughs) a thing or not? Never, (laughs) never, never. Okay, Russell, I'm going to be your date. You tell me about your fantasy football league. I'll tell you the best case scenario. Okay, go ahead. So I've got a I've got a fantasy football draft oh. with my friends next week. Ooh, I love fantasy football. Who'd you draft? Well, I don't really know any players anymore, but I just show <laughs> up because my buddies tell me I have to stay in the league. Oh my god, I I drafted Cam Newton, but he got cut by the Patriots. That's so sad. Like that's best case scenario, right? Is that like they're going to have a conversation with you about fantasy football? Well, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, worst case scenario. Here you go. Ready? Go ahead. Okay. So next week I've got a fantasy football draft with a bunch of my buddies. We're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. How do you spell ovipositor? I mean, ah, eBay. I'm looking for ovipositor. <laughs> and scene? Uh, yeah, scene. That was scene. Good job. Yeah, no, you do not want to. I don't like. I I knew. I remember one of our friends was like, "Oh, this is my girlfriend. She loves watching the Vikings with me." And I was like, "Oh my god, that sounds absolutely terrible. I would never want to do that with a spouse of mine." Did your wife watch the Iowa State game with you, Aaron? Uh, she, yeah, she watched the fourth quarter. I mean, you, you know, my son was in there too and he was like getting bored. Yeah. So yeah. we were all, it was a team effort to try to, you know, help me enjoy the, my, my misery watching the game. But, uh, did you, did you throw any shit fits or anything where the, where your wife had to kind of tell you to tone yeah. it down? This is not the house we're raising our child in or not? Not this year. I, that has happened, but not this year. Oh my no. God. <laughs> not, not what has it happened for? The idea of you as angry sports dad is so funny to me. It really <laughs> they've is. Lost six, they've lost six years in a row and my son's been alive for four of them. So, they, you know, in the last four, <laughs> five, shit, whatever it is. Yeah. There's Aaron turns to his son. Looks like there's not going to be a Christmas again this year. It's too bad. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to make my son care about college football. I'm going to base Christmas around it. I'm at the point, yeah, where Iowa scores a defensive touchdown, and I just, I don't even yell. I just have a dejected, you know, like, oh, that, that's a real, that was a disaster. Like, it's, you know. I agree. Is there something about getting older where it's just like sports? You just, it's just, and speaking of getting older, my rolling going tonight, I was actually at a real club at somebody's birthday party tonight. It was crazy. What's the difference between a club and a bar? A club, this, so I had bottle service tonight. I think it means you're snorting cocaine off some woman's breast. That, that's the definition that, of a that, club, right? <laughs> right? 
Uh, that reminds me, I got to go, guys. How do I shut down the Zoom? I got to get back to this party. Because this guy sent me an uh, invite to his party, and it was 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. And I was like, yes. Uh, wait, what? I was like, it wasn't even the 3 a.m. that just throwed me. It was the starting at 9 p.m. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to start at 9 p.m. I'm never going to be able to get up for that. Like, that's crazy. And you'd be the guy who was there the like 845 waiting. You'd be there for two hours before anyone even showed up, right? You and all the aunts. Rob, Rob would be there with his tray of uh, deviled eggs at 845. Exactly. I'm there with the peeled grapes and the jello. I'm like, hey, birthday party. Let's get down. But it was bottle service. And so like people, like, nice. I don't know how that works. Like you rent this area and then people were like buying bottles and I'm, you know, a couple hundred bucks a pop to bring up there. So and then just and everybody then would mix drink your own it. drink. Yeah. So that's, that's what Jenny said. She was like, well, I don't know because. I don't really like mixing my own drink. Whereas I was just having vodka cranberries. I was like, I'm in heaven. This is great. But it was interesting because a not interesting. This is none of this is interesting, of course, but a, a it was so loud in there. It was banging loud. Like, I think I have my headphones turned up all the way right now. I can still barely hear what's going on. Anytime anybody would talk to me, it just sounded like this. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to make a commitment to saying what? Until I understand what they're saying. So I never once just did the, what I normally do, which is smile and laugh. Like <laughs> you just yelled what over and over. You actually yeah. asked people to repeat. Themselves. Oh, that makes oh, you wow. really old. No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Cause they, you know, they, but I don't want somebody to be telling me like terrible news. Like, oh yeah, I'm actually having a really bad year. You know? I, and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. Tell me about it. Oh my God. I hear you. So every, I was just like, excuse me, excuse me. And I lean in closer and I would do this thing with my hand on the ear. Oh, no. Like I'm a Civil no. War vet trying to listen. I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> like Alan Iverson to the fans. And then I had the best experience. I learned what it's like to be an attractive woman. And guys, it fucking rocks. Okay. It how turns did, out how that, did you learn? How did, how, how did you learn? Actually, there was some people that snuck up into this party. And I knew they snuck up because they started talking to me. And they were like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Whose party is it? And I was like, oh, my God, these guys snuck up into this bottle service party. And so instantly I was like, I'm going to talk to these guys about my powerlifting. So I started telling them, like, how much I bench and how much I squat and how much I did lift and what my training is like. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just I was like, these guys are trapped here. They want to use me and I'm going to take full advantage of them and tell them stories that everyone else thinks are really, really boring. And sure enough, after like five minutes of me talking about lifting, they're like, hey, do you want to get a shot or something? I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's get a shot together. So I poured them like the shots from the bottle service. I was like, this is great. And then later I did the move that's been done on me so many times. I was like, guys, I got to go get a drink. I'll be right back. And then I just left and never came back. I was like, oh, this is easy. I've, this has happened to me so many times. I can flip the script on them. No problem. I haven't been to many, many clubs, if you will, that have bottle service, but isn't one of the best parts about bottle service going and doing something like that with friends who are really cheap. And then when they find out like (laughs) you've paid $500 for a bottle of Jose Cuervo, those friends just lose their shit over it, don't they? Why would I, why would I go to a club and I can buy it for $13 at Costco instead of my own house and drink it, right? many times have you heard that? Cool. You know? I'd rather drink at home. I push latte across the street at the Walgreens for free if they unlock the case. Why am I going to text somebody? I should just call them. I knew I was in a different place because tonight I went up to somebody and, and somebody I knew. And as a joke, I was like, oh, how many bottles have you bought? And he's like, oh, I bought like two. I was like, oh, my God, I was actually serious. You just dropped like 300 bucks to feed a bunch of strangers drinks. Like it makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm still just struggling no. on that. Like, what if you, yeah. You, and then you're mixing your own drink. I still, that just seems like they're they had, cutting out the middle person. They just I'm going to set up for you. They had the huge bottle of like Belvedere vodka 
and then carafes of orange juice, cranberry, ice. But everything was like lit from the bottom. So it was like you were kind of in a UFO and it actually totally rocked. Okay, Aaron. And it was really cool what I was doing. I it believe was, the whole thing is, right? Like, like you used to, you go to the, you go to the bar and you're not just, I'm not just buying a drink from the bartender. Like, just give me that bottle. Just, give, yeah. you know, I'm just going to sip on this thing all night, right? Or oh, slam it, it or whatever they're doing. So whoever came up with the idea of bottle yeah. service is so smart because they're like, okay, I bet you can't get somebody to pay $300 for a bottle. They'd be like, okay, watch this. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it seems like one of those things, like when you're 20, like 21, you, you, I mean, you know, you're supposed to be 21 to get to the bar, you know, like you, you have no money mm-hmm. and about 25, 26 is like, Oh, I could, you know, Oh, you know, you don't have any money, yeah. but you think, Oh, I'm a baller. I can buy this bottle. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you're like 35, you're like, why the fuck did I do that? You know, like that's just worthless. Like, so, why did I leave the house at 9 PM? Isn't yeah. one of the biggest traps when it comes to bottle service too, is if you have a group of guys or something, and then there's another group of women next to them, somehow they they'll put people next to each other. So all of a sudden you end up starting buying booze for other people. And then the, the bill gets out of hand, right? Oh yeah, totally. I, it's, 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 it's a huge scam. And I know that because that's exactly what I sent my wife out to do in Las Vegas. We were at a club and I was like, Hey, go find somebody with bottle service and get me some drinks. And sure enough, she did it. <laughs> Okay. She was gone for like two or three hours, but it was totally worth it. I got a great vodka soda. It was absolutely awesome. So guys, I might be clubbing every weekend. So we might have to find a different part time to do this podcast. What kind of music were they playing at the club? I really couldn't hear it. It sounded like a muffled thumps to me over and over and over. I was excited too. Cause I went in, this is how, you know, I'm old. It was like a club. And then it said karaoke. And I went in and I said to somebody, Oh sweet. They're going to have karaoke. And they looked at me like I had three eyeballs. And they're like, no, that's on the other side of the thing. Why would we do karaoke? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd rather be here. I like this loud. What? At first, I was like, what? 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 And then I was like, did oh, yeah, I'd rather be here. This is fine, too. I like this. Rob, did you wear your Beck Did It Better shirt? Or did you have to get dressed up to go to the club? They, they sent the thing and it said, okay, here's a question for you. I, I texted the guy. I said, what's the dress code tonight? And he said, it is lounge casual. You can't Google it. You got to wear something. Matt, what would you wear? I think I have no idea other than some sort of jacket, right? Probably, you know, some some sort of sport Cody jacket thing, but that's about it. And then after well, that, I did I that know, before can, the party, can, but what would you wear? Can you wear jeans? I think you have to wear a collar. I think you, you know, can go know. nice shoes, dark jeans, button down shirt, couple buttons undone and you're good. Aaron, what would you do? I think suit with no tie and maybe some funky socks and nice shoes or maybe no socks at all. That's because I sent you a picture and you're looking at me on Zoom. You know what I'm doing. I looked it up. If you look at what lounge means, they say lounge is not formal, but it's the one step below it. So if it said lounge, you need to have a matching suit. Lounge casual does not seem to exist because I could not find it anywhere on the internet. So I was like, okay, that sounds like business to me. Uh, well, well, you're not going to have a party and say, what's the dress code business, right? Well, that's what you're asking for. <laughs> then, it doesn't even sound like a fun party. Well, I would not go to a party where the dress code is business. I'd be like, oh, no. How, how is, how is the dress from HR code is there. That's, that's required for business and the dress code required for lounge casual mean the same thing? There's no dress code for business, Russell. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's going to throw a p- party and say, hey, dress for no, business because nobody would go, go. If you go to like, I know you don't do this, Rob, because you're a teacher, but like in the <laughs> corporate world, if you go to events, <laughs> Matt, you probably know you might go to events where it, the, the dress is business. You, it's shirt, it's what? suit and tie. Yeah. So it's the same thing, but they're called completely different things. Yeah. So start calling it lounge. Doesn't lounge sound more fun than business? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Not for Matt. <laughs> See, I'm worried uh-huh. if it said lounge, I would have shown up in like a long pair of swim trunks. 
and like some flip flops and been like, yeah, I'm ready to yeah. lounge. Let's so do was it. there yeah. anyone yeah. underdressed yeah. for it, Rob, or was everyone dressed dressed to the nines for the occasion? Well, it turns out the guy just texted me that because he wanted everybody to wear a suit. Lots of people were there in like T-shirts. So I immediately got there. I took off my tie. I was like, See? OK, I'm good. Yeah, so it was it was a it was a like most dress codes. It was a suckers game. Is this somewhat a party they threw for themselves and then asked people to wear suits to it? Uh, yes, yeah, actually, that's exactly what it was. I think lounge oh, sounds like shit. there's a better chance of getting into some late night recreational you know activities after. So I I go with lounge over business. That seems like a, you get a well, better late night. Turns out to be three a.m. in New York City. I was late like, night what? turns to be broadly morning with us yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Let's get to nobody's favorite part of the podcast. It's where we talk about the album. This is my favorite part is a music podcast. And you know what, Aaron? That's great. And I agree with you. <laughs> this sucks. I don't like when <laughs> Ross got to be nice to him because he was so mean the, the last show. time. Let's talk about the album. Did you listen to the edit, Russell? Did you hear where I edited it out where I yelled at Aaron? It's a very yeah, I abrupt cut. I thought you should have put it back to edit no. and just bleeped it out. No, I listened to it and I was like, <gasps> I was like, I cannot believe because Aaron was saying the smart thing about syncopation and I literally called him like a dumb asshole. And then I knew it was bad because I sounded really bad and I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God. And then your guys' reaction, you were like, Rob, that was really, really bad. Like, we're going to have to have an after podcast. And I was like, it was what is my problem for you? And I literally think it's because my bit of the list was bombing, which who cares? Like, nobody wants, do you know how many emails we get a week saying, this is what I didn't like about your show? Zero, because nobody's going to take the time the to same do as that. The emails we get that they like about the show. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> That's, oh, by the way, I had somebody that listens to the podcast religiously, and they were like, your take on hip hop albums is very bad. Because you keep saying like, oh, this hip hop album could never exist today. They were talking about uh, The Chronic. And I was like, what the fuck? Email in about that. He's like, well, that was like 20 weeks ago. I was like, we don't care. If you have any thoughts about the podcast at any time, please email in, text in. We are desperate. How do you email us? I don't even know we had an email. Beck did it better at gmail.com. Okay. So that was, we had to check that out before we started the podcast. Or you can... uh, Bex does at 802-277-BECK. But that's not this section, okay? We are now talking about the album. This is Aaron's favorite section. And guess what? It's it. kind of also my favorite new segment. I like this segment too. Uh, so this is Led Zeppelin 4. But there's a little problem with that because Led Zeppelin 3, the album came out. Now, I love Led Zeppelin 3. It's got Briar Stomp on it. It's got Gallows Pole. It's got no other song you've ever heard of. It was actually kind of a flop for Led Zeppelin. So they were so mad at the critics for saying that they had a bad album. They said, okay, we know what we're going to do. We're not going to name this album. We're not going to name the album. We're not going to put our names on the cover. We're not going to put any writing on the inside or outside of the album. And this is in 71. And the record company was like, that's, that's, that's like artistic suicide. You can't do it. And they said, nope, we're going to do whatever we want. And basically they were, um, this ended up being one of the top selling albums in the U S we've talked about the best selling albums of all time in the U S number one Eagles, uh, greatest hits. I'm, I'm with Aaron on that. That shouldn't count. I just Number can't. two, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Hotel California by the Eagles is three. So they, the top three albums, two of them are the Eagles, which is wild. Wow. Back in Black uh, by ACDC is four. Uh, uh, Led Zeppelin four is uh, number five. And then the fifth, or number six is The Rumors uh, by uh, Fleetwood Mac, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But the way they recorded this album is they kind of did the Rolling Stones idea where they're like, okay, we're going to find this house out in the middle of nowhere, England. We're going to sit there. There's nothing else to do. We're going to record this album. And in fact, their engineer they had on it was the same guy who just had gotten done working on Sticky Fingers. 
which is the album they recorded right before um, Exile on Main Street. So they were doing- Rolling Stones, that is, yeah. Yeah, Rolling Stones. They had recorded that album at Mick Jagger's house. So this engineer, they were like, hey, you should do a mobile record wherever you want. I've done it before the Rolling Stones. This is going to sound awesome. And that's partially why parts of this album sound so strange. Um, They never had- Oh, this album never hit number one in the U.S., though. The fifth best-selling album of all time. It never hit number one. It never got above- there's a riot going on by uh, Sly and the Family Stone was above it. That's great. And album. also recorded in a bedroom. Is that true? Yeah, I think he recorded that one mostly in his house in Sausalito. I'd have to look oh. it up again, but yeah. I, that wouldn't surprise me. It's, it's Reading about anything I can see about Sly and the Family Stone and read about it, he's such an interesting person. Hey, after this po- after this podcast, I'll send you guys the recording that I made in my bedroom earlier tonight. <laughs> <laughs> The overpositor 9000 is charged, ready to use. It would be so funny, wouldn't it, if Russell turned out to be one of those real sex doll guys, right? Where they buy like the $3,000 sex doll. Not funny, actually, Russell. I'd support you. Don't kink shaming. And you guys are going to make me, you guys are going to make me edit it out by not saying anything. The $3,000 sex doll, I would definitely ask the person at Walgreens to come unlock that door to get that down for me. Excuse me, that hyper-realistic sex doll back there. Yes, yes, that one. No, no, no. Past the deodorant before the headphones. That one. Yeah. Could you load that up onto a cart? Because I actually know they're real heavy because I watched some documentaries about them. And they'll Um, do a Gatorade and a Kit Kat. The mint Kit Kats are so well, obviously you're gonna need the Gatorade after. So yeah do you, yeah. do you have any Kit Kats that aren't king size? No, you don't yeah. because you don't sell anything but king size candy bars anymore. Okay, that's cool. And I'll be back to pick up my passport photo tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and the sex doll in the passport photo. Walgreens <laughs> is never gonna be the same for me again. Excuse me, sir. On your passport application, it says you're going to Brown Town. What? <laughs> We're gonna have to think long and hard. Okay, are we gonna? We're gonna, we're gonna keep this in. By the way, also on his passport, long and hard. Hey, Rob, is this a music podcast? Oh no, you're pulling the Aaron card on me. You asshole. Hey, Rob, what's the last thing you got to say about this album? Well, my third point and final point about this album, because of course this is three things I say about the album, is that Robert Plant was 23 when he recorded this. Wow, I could guarantee wow. he was not like what. John, John Bonham, what? What'd you say? I'm old as hell. Uh, all right, so Bonham's let's get shit. I bet he did wreck his ears. Let's let's talk about it. <laughs> this first song up, we have Black Dog. Now, my question is this: Jeez. Is this the greatest opening to a rock album ever? Play it. You guys have talked about this. I don't know, Matt, Baby, Rob, Aaron, all you guys have mentioned this before. We used to talk about this a lot, but we always thought about, like, think about the first time you put an album on. You drop the needle and you've never heard it before. This would just blow your mind, wouldn't it? Yes. You know exactly what this album is. Yep. Yes. And it's unexpected right from the jump. They're letting you know we're not doing anything. You can't you can't sit still and sit back and listen. We're going to do things that surprise you and grab your ears. Yeah. Agree, Russell. You'd. You'd have to call a friend and be like, yeah. get over here right now. And you just put the headphones on them because you'd want to watch them 
would I have to deflate the sex doll before <laughs> or after I called them over, though, Rob? Okay, so obviously you don't know a lot about sex dolls because they're not inflatable <laughs> anymore. They're actually no. silicone. <laughs> Comes with like one of those bottle brushes, you know. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Sorry, guys. Uh, actually, no apologies. I'll never apologize. Uh, what was I going to say? Bottle brush, sex doll. The beginning of the album. How awesome the beginning of the, the start of the album. Oh, so I was going to say, I had that experience once, right? With a movie. I watched the first 10 minutes of Dude, Where's My Car? And I go, holy shit, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I called a friend. I was like, dude, you got to come over. I'm watching Dude, Where's My Car? It's so funny. He showed up 15 minutes later. He drove over. By the way, we are like 17 years old. He drove over and was like, and we watched it. And we were like, good call. This is a funny movie. It's so good. So my Led Zeppelin 4 is dude, where's my car? So something to think about. You know me, guys. I'm addicted to time signatures. Okay. I love them. Yes. Here's the thing about this song, right? The drums are in 4-4. The guitar and bass, Russell, are in 5-4. That means complicated. That means that they're going to meet up. Okay. Let's think about it. Okay. Uh, Greatest common factor. No, actually, this is least common multiple. Okay. Let's do least common multiple. It's going to give us 20. This song meets up every 20 beats and the guitar, bass, and drums line up. Now, did I try to hear that counting like a crazy person in my house today? One, two, three, and then trying to count. Yes, but it didn't work. I do want to tell you, um, they got the idea for this song where it was this rock to an acapella verse to rock. You know who they stole it from? I'll give you a hint. It's the sixth best selling album of all time in the United States. You guys still don't know? You didn't listen to me? No. Is it going rumors? I heard you. It's sort of obvious. When to it's get Fleetwood Mac. It's not from rumors, but this is Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac. 1969, two years earlier. Nice. Listen to this. Yeah, but the, but that song is not even close to as cool as Black Dog. But they took the well, idea from did. Fleetwood they, Mac. They took other people's ideas and they made them so loud and so yeah, it really good is, that you it? couldn't yeah. do anything but like it. I, I mean, it blows my mind. And I know Bonham took a lot from jazz. We got to move on and keep talking about this album. But just right from the jump, it blows my mind how many drugs these guys did and how fucked up they were from so much you read. And they were still capable of doing stuff like this. that's so complicated and having to hang together. I just don't get it to show what a great band Led Zeppelin is. Think of how big of balls you have to have as a band to just name a song rock and roll. And it fits the title. Listen to this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And same idea, right? That's a little Richard uh, drum riff that Bottom just made louder and harder and made it his own. Now, Aaron, I, I old figured you were going to do that, so I might as well Okay, leave I'm going to call this um, Old Rob. Old Rob would have yelled at you and told you to fuck <laughs> off because that was actually what I was going to talk about next. New Rob's not going to do that. Right into it. New Rob's actually going to compliment you and say, Aaron, that is so interesting. They got that riff from a little Richard track. In fact, you might say that they were like jamming and John Bonham started playing a little Richard track and then the uh, Jimmy Page started playing a guitar riff and they wanted it to sound like keep a knocking. But Aaron, what if I had keep a knocking all loaded up? It may cause me to yell at you because now you're getting the credit for saying this fact and I'm not. But guess what? I'm above that now. 
Okay, we're actually best, hey, we're actually hey Matt, best friends. They both know how to read Wikipedia. We should give them a medal <laughs> yeah, or something. Right. <laughs> I, I did not find this one on Wikipedia. I've been reading a lot about Bottom this week, but let's hey, hear it. Hey, if, I'm they keep, if they keep if they keep beating each other off at five and four beats a minute, I'm sure they'll meet up eventually here. <laughs> oh, you're so smart, you guys. Oh, you're so smart. Thank you for pointing that out. If you click that little donation button and donate twenty dollars, you actually get Wikipedia too, which is a better Wikipedia <laughs> than the rest of you are looking at. That's what Aaron and I are looking at, and we're actually best friends too. Little Richard here. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. I mean, it's exactly the same. And then I was doing this today, and then I listened to Little Richard for like five minutes because I was like, this is so good. You know what? I don't care if they're if they're taking this from if who these songs are inspired or who they're taking it from. This is the first album where we're two two songs in, and this is already rolling boned. You can't start an album with these two songs crushing like this and it be this low on the list. It's already rolling boned. I know I get confused on the rating system, but Mm-hmm. This beginning to the album is just an absolute crusher. Well, I'm going to yeah. take some extra time and explain it to you today. Then if you're getting confused <laughs> on it, I'll really slow it down. Uh, but yeah, this, I, I, I was shocked that this album isn't in the top 10. I I'm just going to say that right now. Next up, we have the battle of Evermore. And you might say to yourself, what if a rock band sang about the Lord of the Rings? Here's what you get. Yeah, let's get weird. It's different. Did you guys like this one? Aaron, what do you think of this song? I didn't like it at first. I, the first time I heard it, I, especially because I've been so excited about the drums on this album, I just felt like, why do you have a, a song? Why do you waste Bonham's talents? But the more I heard it, the more I liked it. And I do love, I like the idea of thinking about the album as, as, a, as a single piece to listen to. And there's this, this track plus half of Stairway where you don't hear any of the drums. And then when they come back, you appreciate them even more. That song was written by Jimmy Page. He just picked up John Paul Jones's mandolin and didn't know how to play it, didn't know any chords. And he's like, yeah, I just wrote the song. It's like, wait, what? Mm, big deal. Like, oh, I'm a piece of garbage, it turns out. Uh, this is John Paul Jones on the recorder. Okay, this is probably the most famous recorder song of all time. This is Stairway to Heaven. You're discounting Tiny Tim a little bit, aren't you? Oh! No, that was a, was he, a, he was a ukulele, wasn't he? Are you confusing the two? You might have been a multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> Ukulele recorder. Do you guys think, you know you know how Wayne's World was so pivotal pivotal for Bohemian Rhapsody? Do you think that helped this song at all? Remember when they go into the guitar store and he starts to play and immediately the guy stops him and he's like, yes. no stairway, man. Yeah, that's the first thing I think of when I hear this song. Oh, absolutely. I, the, the, this song, what is it, eight minutes long? Right. And it's got what guitar uh, magazine has said is the greatest guitar solo of all time. Listen to this guitar solo. Really? They voted this the number one guitar solo. Just listen. Hard to argue against it, right? I know it's a good guitar solo because I haven't heard it in like three years and I can still hit every note. I still vote for Jimmy Hendrix's stuff, but this is a great guitar solo. Well, Matt, where does Stairway rank on the all-time guitar solos for you? It feels like it's one of those things that's so popular that you just forget about it, and then Mm -hmm. because of the Wayne's World thing, you're like, is it is it cool? Is it not cool to say that it's a great uh, solo or whatever? But no, I mean, I I don't know if I could rank it and say that it's 
you know, A, B, C, D, three, four, five, but it, you know, obviously it's great. And now we it's found phenomenal. out, now we find out why Aaron, why Matt was fired from his job as editor in chief at guitar magazine. Okay. He was like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I can't rank these. Sorry. Because after this, they said eruption by Van Halen, free bird at number three, comfortably numb by Pink Floyd at number four, all along the watchtower, Jimi Hendrix, Aaron at five at six, not one, but two guitar solos by my main man slash on November rain. And then one by Metallica. Yeah, personally, I would have put November Rain up there ahead of this one too, but that's like more sentimental because I've watched that video so many times. Listen, if you haven't heard Stairway to Heaven, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Like go out and listen to Stairway to Heaven, get a life first, come back, listen to this podcast. I will say, I know I've talked about this before, but I know some people really enjoy these. Go check out the Kennedy Center Awards. They do, they honor Led Zeppelin and Hart comes out and plays Stairway to Heaven and it is badass. It's It's as good as the real thing. Wow. Rob, what if Led Zeppelin did two songs about Lord of the Rings? Guess what? You're in luck. It's Misty Mountain Hop. Once again, about Lord of the Rings. I just love these ideas that these guys like with wrote with roadies, with groupies, like doing all these drugs. And then they're like, have you guys read The Hobbit yet? It's actually like before the Lord of the Rings. It's really good. I really enjoy it. You guys read The Hobbit lately? I don't know if I ever made it all the way through. Did you? Oh, it's tough. Yeah, what? I read it with Leo. It, it's 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 tough. I enjoyed it's it. Hard to get through. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I actually taught The Hobbit when I taught. I was at a school, and they were like, "Boys aren't reading enough," and I was like, "Okay, have me teach an English class with just boys, because you're not giving the boys the right books." Right. Right. Yeah. So I was like, "I'll teach a class of just boys." If the books, I always tell them, if they don't have ghosts, murder. And sex. You shouldn't be reading the book. It's not a good book. Like you don't need to read it. Like forget about it. All the good books have it, including the Bible, which is the best-selling book of all time. Yeah. One of our one of our main key longtime listeners is a school librarian. Maybe we should ever call in. Just tell us, you know, the kind of the top five books for guys that should be read. You know, or for for young men to read. I did Friday Night Lights. I did uh, what's that space one about the Ender's Game, and then I did The Hobbit. Is there sex in the Hobbit? Frodo doesn't get laid, does he? There was in my version. I like. I would. I would be like, okay, now I'll read. And the trolls at night before this, they they let the sun hit their crotch, which made their crotch rock hard because that's what happens when trolls get hit by the sun. By the way, and it's a funny joke. Which of the guys in in Zeppelin was the big Tolkien fan? I mean, I don't. I haven't read enough about the background to know who was driving the, the the Tolkien fan bus for them. I get the feeling they're all fucking nerds. I really do. Oh, I think Jimmy B- is nerd paradise for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they talked about that. They, you know, they went away and they were recording out in the countryside and that they, you know, it was great because they could get to bed early. They could wake up, have a <laughs> cup of tea and just start getting, getting to work. Right. And it sounds like not rock and roll, but all of a sudden you get one of the top five rock and roll albums of all time out of it. So oh. I don't know. And speaking of nerd shit, here's a song that mixes five, eight and six, eight time. Russell, I'm not going to make you count, but just listen to this. This is four sticks. We thought we were going to name our podcast this, actually. Or Sticks? Yeah. Or Stiffs. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the meter switches here and there. So is it true that he was he's holding two drumsticks in yeah. each hand for this song or not? That's what I read, yeah. That's why it's called Four Sticks. Isn't that awesome? You're like, yeah, and I read that it was painful for me. You could only do, it, was like, it was like Rob's uh, cover of... Uh, 
with rubber plant in the opening track. It was it was too painful. Bonham could do like two takes, and that was all he could handle because it hurt his hands. Um, so bad. Um, Imagine what Rob would be holding in his hands if the song was called Four Stiffs. <laughs> Led Zeppelin were huge fans of Joni Mitchell. And just like Aaron listening to some California songs by Joni Mitchell, so was Led Zeppelin. But yeah. unlike Aaron, who moved to California and got a job doing something that involves something. I'm not quite I'm still not quite sure what he does. People ask me all the time. I have no idea. It's something, either blow-up dolls or silicon dolls. He yeah, hasn't he yeah. hasn't confirmed he's yet. Good with I don't know. I don't even know if his job is like silicon doll level or blow-up doll level. Like I'm not sure where he is. I'm not sure if he's gonna like move up the corporate ladder. I, honestly, I doubt it. I don't think so. Like I love Aaron. We're best friends, actually. But I would not hire somebody who's like, hey, where's Aaron today? Oh, yeah, he was taking a hike today and every day during the afternoon. Uh, and now we're in a fight again. Uh, this is, they were inspired by Joni Mitchell and they wrote Going to California. Two beautiful. Much chances on a big jet plane. Never let them tell you that we're all, all the same. I love this also one. About this, this made me think of. I don't know if you guys, I know Matt's a big fan of uh, different kind of famous TV shows. Aaron, Rob, you probably watch a lot of TV. This is the very last scene of the show Entourage. It's a great final song for the show Entourage. And it made me start thinking we could maybe do a list of the greatest song moments ever in TV history. Oh, this sounds great. Wow. Exciting. I never made it to the end of Entourage. I saw this list come in and I was like, I have no idea what this is. Absolutely not. No connection. All right. The first song on the list, this is definitely one of the most famous endings to a TV show ever. People were pissed. They didn't know what happened. This is Journey, Don't Stop Believing at the End of the Sopranos. Great track. I personally like the ending. Did you like the ending, Russell? Are we spoiler alerting? We're allowed to talk, right? Yeah, it's yeah, been about 15 alert. years. We're yeah, right. Fast forward, through, fast okay, forward 10 it. minutes. You'll be fine. We won't to be talking about it anymore. The, the, the ending at the time, everyone hated it because it just went to black. But there's all yeah. these websites out there yeah. where you can read about what everything in the scene meant and where what the song means and, and how it all ties in and yeah. what Episode the theories before are. and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. One thing that was really cool about this song is, I, Aaron, I believe Journey might be an Oakland band. Is that right? Or they used to play out in they're Oakland Bay a lot Area, or practice yeah. out I, there. Yeah, they're Bay Area. I, th- I think San Francisco claims them a bit more. They play them at Giants yeah, games a lot, so. but I think they played all over the Bay Area. So is Steve Perry Journey, is that the lead singer or one yeah, of the lead? Anymore. The, yeah, so, well, so at the time, voices. what was really interesting is they wanted to use this song at the very end of The Sopranos, and he wanted to know what the ending was because he didn't want the song to be used if it was some bloodbath at the very end. So the producers told him the ending of The Sopranos. Oh, my gosh. And he had to agree to never tell anyone until it aired or whatever. But I thought that oh, was wow. really cool. But you, cool you could never, like, that's such a safe secret because he'd be like, okay, I know the end of Sopranos. And his friends would be like, <laughs> Steve, black. Steve, tell me. And he'd be like, yeah, it fades to black. And they'd be like, well, yeah, it fades to black. Every show fades to black at the end. He's like, <laughs> but it like fades to black. And it's like, wait, what? No, you asshole. Like, why would you do that to me? Russ, can I tell you a little? Can I tell you a little secret? Yeah. I have not watched The Sopranos. Wow. It's such a great show. How have you not seen it? I know my best friend Aaron hasn't either. Aaron, come on. Let's be I've best not. friends. I'm, yes. I'm with your best friend, Rob. I've not. I've, I've watched uh, some of the first season, but I never yeah. got all the way through. Me best too. Friend, Rob. Someday we should so- watch it together. We can get together over Zoom and watch it. Oh, well, the rest of this so list busy. might be going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen The Sopranos, the rest of these might be screwed. Uh. <laughs> 
Well, maybe there'll be good songs anyways. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen the show Six Feet Under? It was an HBO yeah. show for about five years. A really good show, dark mm-hmm. comedy. Have you guys seen it? No. Yes. yes. <laughs> Aaron, you saw it? I saw it. I didn't watch it all the way to the end, though. Well, Aaron didn't make it to the end of this one, but the <laughs> final scene feet. ever. A lot of people say that the final scene of Six Feet Under is one of the best endings to a TV show ever. And this song is Breathe Me by Sia. Sia, is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's how I would say it. Yeah. Check this out. Oh, shoot. I got the list wrong. I did it out of order, Russell. That's You know what? I'm going to take the blame for that one. I'll, I'll for sure edit that out. Here we go. So the end of this one, people need to go check out Six Feet Under. It's a great show. But the very end, it's essentially showing all the main characters going into the future and showing when they end up dying in like a six-minute montage with the song. Badass song. Badass ending to a show. I have a mildly controversial take about Six Feet Under that's not related to this song, which I think is actually Let's quite hear good. It. Let's hear it. That's why we're here. I didn't like Six Feet Under because I felt that it was in the era of television where it was like, let's put a bunch of plain looking people on TV. Like they don't have to look interesting at all. And yeah. I'm not just talking about beautiful people. It just felt to me, it was just like, let's make Any a show about USA. people who just look like normal people off the street. And that's not why I watch television. It's just, it's too normal. Aaron's- I can see those people if I walk out my door. See, that's the, that's the joy of it, right? Because it's just normal people that are watching all this all the time. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, those people who live next door to me, right? Uh, but no, yeah, but no, I interesting-looking people. It's a visual art. I'm telling you, if you saw the cast of Six Feet Under in real life, you'd be like, those are the most gorgeous people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. If you saw real people, and, like, do you ever watch the news and they show, like, the crowd at the fair? And you're like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's yeah, you. Court- <laughs> that's you and me. Like, that's what we look like when we're not posing for a picture. Like, you ever look in a mirror and you go, oh, God, and then you give a little smile like this, you're like, and you're like, oh, does yeah. that help? Like, that's you don't have that smile most of the time. You are ugly as hell. So <laughs> fair. I mean, fair. But I think this next I this like- next song on the list. Um, <laughs> this guy made the news. Unfortunately, this person made the news recently. Michael K. Williams. That he was in The Wire. He played oh, Omar man, in The Wire. Did you guys ever watch The Wire? I loved yes. The Wire. Loved it. I so The Wire, my favorite TV show the ever. The Wire, but I do like it. <laughs> this isn't related to Michael K. Williams, but. One of the best scenes ever in The Wire is when they do the Irish wake where they bring in the body, they lay him out on the pool table, everyone comes in and just gets hammered. And this is the song they play during the Irish wake in The Wire. It's The Pogues, Body of an American. I, I do love the Pogues, my all-time favorite Christmas songs. But I don't know we've ever talked about the Pogues on this before, have we? Have you hit them on the list yet, Matt? Nope, haven't hit them on the list yet. Mm. I will say The Wire to me was a show that had interesting looking people and they weren't all good looking. Like my, my go to on that one is Frank Sabaka. That guy was so fascinating to look at. He wasn't just like a plain Which one's white that guy. Dude. Who was he? He was the shipping guy in uh, season two. He's also oh, maybe this is the worst. Time, that's, the worst that's the worst uh, season of the whole people thing. People say that's that not. it is absolutely not. It's a good season. Maybe this is why Aaron hasn't been promoted at his job is because he's trying to make all these blow up sex dolls make they're they're too interesting yeah. and the people out there just want like normal yeah. looking dolls. I just want a girl Russell, going so like sorry this for destroying your list about TV. By the way, I did a big open mouth with my hands now. like out. Next up on the list, one of you guys just mentioned Fl- Friday Night Lights earlier in this podcast, didn't you? Who mentioned Friday Night Lights? Uh, I the did, book. As, but I'm talking about the book. Smart guy yeah, heard. some of us don't read the book. We watch the TV show instead. <laughs> and this is one of the of greatest shows Lights. ever, too. And this is at the end of season one of Friday Night Lights. This song is called Devil Town by Tony Luca. You guys remember this one? Fuck yeah. I was in Devil Town. 
They did double yeah. time multiple times in Friday Night Lights. It's kind of a this, cool guitar riff. Yeah. My son loves this song. He'll say, can you play that song about the vampires? Oh, my God. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last song on the list. Who did Breaking Bad? Did you guys do Breaking Bad or Rob? Did yep. you choose not to watch that one either? I watched like three seasons of it and then I stopped. Rob, Rob, Rob is like the opposite of Aaron. Like when it comes to Aaron not knowing Katy Perry or whoever's got all the downloads on YouTube. Rob, is Miley not Cyrus. Seen have you seen shows. Have you seen Wrecking Ball yet, Aaron? Have you watched? I that still video? not. No, oh, I guess. sick. I'll, and I, you know, only only because we've got a loyal listener, Joe, in, in uh, Woodbury. Ozark is still better. Than Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'll I'll take that one to the grave. Ozark on Netflix is better than better Breaking than Bad. Breaking Bad? I don't know. Oh yeah. my god, oh, the yeah. the email inbox is filling up. Oh my god, I got to buy more right. storage from Google. <laughs> so many people care about that. <laughs> All right, here's the last song of the list. Let's get his this ass, is Aaron. The Let's end kick of his Breaking ass. the friends. very end of Breaking Bad, the end of Walter White. This is Bad Finger Baby Blue. By the way, if you just fast forwarded 15 seconds from Russ saying that uh spoiler alert. And then went back. It doesn't make much sense. Great ending. Great ending song to a show, right? Man, I didn't remember this was the ending song. And this I was actually this produced one. by Todd Rundgren. We've talked about him once or twice. Oh, right. Before. Yeah, he's absolutely. A, yeah. Russell. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. This was Russell. That was a great absolutely. Oh, thank you. List by Russell. That was easily a top five list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I would agree. Guys, I'm taking off my shirt. I can't click any buttons. Just wait. Okay, bam. Fill time, please. <laughs> Fill time. I think we fu- I think we found our list that we or our podcast we can do without Rob, guys. Just yeah. talk about TV shows oh. and, and the, the theme songs. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, next up, we have I actually when the levy breaks, I actually want to play you the original version of this, Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis uh Mini. And this oh, yeah. listen to this. It's an old song. Led Zeppelin actually gave him writing credits. So you got to give him credit for that. I think by their fourth album, they figured out, like, well, maybe we should not steal all the music. But it's interesting because Led Zeppelin took the lyrics and then they changed the song totally. It's not a 12-bar blues when they do it. It's actually just one chord. So it sounds, that's why it sounds like it's just droning the whole time as we go here. And they actually recorded this. uh, Well, here, listen to this. Oh, Matt, what do you think is this for close? For a close? Yeah. Is this this the end of the album? I think so, isn't it? We're cruising. Yeah, this is it. We're already there. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's a decent song. If if they would have closed with going to California, I probably would have liked that a little bit better. Oh, that would make sense, too. You know, going out a little softer like that, and I... That's a great song. So I don't know. I think if they just would have switched those two, it would have been a slightly better. But overall, the album's great. So well, I'll tell you what. Some of my nerd stuff coming out here, because the harmonic on that, they actually put a reverse echo on that. Have you ever heard of that, Russell, or reverse no. echo? It's actually where the echo occurs before the sound does. How is that physically possible? They just reverse the, re- after they record oh. it, they can reverse it around. But the sound's not reversed. The echo is. Well, it turns out that when the levy breaks, the drum intro, the drums were actually recorded in the lobby of the place where they were staying, and the microphones were put up way up high. So you have this huge stone room with high microphones. So when you play the drums, you're going to hear this incredible echo from the room itself. So listen to the beginning of the song, one of the most famous two bars of rock and roll ever. Listen. 
And it's unbelievable because those drum beats are actually one of the most sampled things in hip hop ever. And that brings us to tonight's second countdown. We've got another list. This one brought by Rob. It's Rob versus Russell list time. Rob's bringing back another list. He fucked up the last one so bad. Am I allowed to bring it back? I'm not sure what's the protocol. New Rob. Turn over a new leaf. Okay, so everybody write in hashtag Russ or hashtag Rob. Which list ends up being better? Russ is so magic because he's oh, like, wow, I could have not made a list. I, this, I could have not, not made a list. This. Rob had a list all ready to go. I, I've got Surprise a flight in like five hours and I was busy making a list instead of packing today. <laughs> Let's listen to the top samples of when the levee breaks to close out the album. Here we go. First, we have the Beastie Boys rhyming and stealing. Oh, yeah. Woo. There it is. Okay, this is another song where up. I started playing it and I listened to it for a long time. They're so this off license to ill, so good. Brilliant. Next up, we've got uh my favorite snack. Actually, no. When you have the snack, you know you're desperate, but still. It's Eminem with Kim. Listen to this. Oh, the drums are awesome. I, I, I can't handle the Eminem, angry, violent. I just am not into that song. This is a rough track, yeah, in terms of subject matter. Uh, but don't let that cloud your judgment of the list, hey, everybody, okay? Hey, this is just no, no, hashtag Robert Russ now. Enjoying <laughs> the list, for sure. Okay, and sometimes it's also fun to, you know, criticize hashtag Eminem. That was my point. Russ. The last one I want to show you is one. actually a song we've already done. Okay, by a little artist named Beyonce. Yeah. This is Don't Hurt Yourself. Right here. Oh, Lemonade. Here comes one of the greatest albums we've had on this list. That, that's a great, that's just awesome. Wow, I agree. This was easily, I would say for sure, this list that I just made is easily a top four list. That was a great list. I love it. Great so list. I love the way Beyonce flips that one. I think Russell. Jack Bla- Jack White might have helped with that too. But I, I like the, uh, yeah. the way Beyonce kind of buries those in the mix a little, and then adds the kind of Caribbean drums on top. Well, you know, so Jack nice. White was a big Led Zeppelin fan because he did that movie. Uh, it's about to get loud, where he, Jimmy Page, and the Edge were all sitting there talking to each other about playing guitar. The movie. Yeah, I looks- didn't watch that one, and I wonder if maybe you guys can guess why I decided to pass on that one. Because yeah. you hate you too that much where you won't watch a movie about rock Some and roll. Some clown who calls himself The Edge. I'm not going to give him two, two seconds of my life. Hmm. We should start calling Matt The Matt on, yeah. on the pod all the oh, time. That'd be so. I, it's like The Rock, but it's Matt. All right, let's get into my patented and very popular rabies. Oh, your patented. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to apologize again to all of us next week? Or not? <laughs> oh, I forgot the sting you guys made. Actually, Matt did make one. <laughs> Matt did make a very good Hulk Hogan one, I have to admit. The rest of you have no claim on the patent. Although I noticed when Russ paid me this year for fantasy football, it said for a 51% stake in the podcast. So, Russell, I got a bad ne- I got bad news for you. I did open up a couple credit cards, and the Beck did a better name. We are in quite a bit of debt, but I'm glad to know that you own 51% of this company. Uh, that's great. So, congratulations. Listen, guys, this is when we get to our section where we rate the album. Now, this is number 58 on the list. Is this a rolling well tone? That means, you know what, number 58? Ah, oh, perfecto. Chef's kiss. 
We love it, okay? If this was a symbol, it would be the red 100 emoji. We just think it's absolutely the best. Is this a rolling bone, okay? Is this too low on the list, which means, of course, too high of a number? So you can kind of think of it like a seesaw, right? One side's low, one side goes high. This is a rolling bone. You're going up the seesaw, which is going down the list, but up in numbers, okay? But this song, if it's a rolling bone, should not have been so high. It should have been on the lower end of the seesaw, lower number earlier on the list if you're going chronologically. I like that. So if it's rolling well toned, it's in the middle. It never goes each sides go up and down, but it just stays right there. Exactly. Oh, See, geez. guys, it, I you have to teach multiple ways to make connections. That's something somebody told me I wasn't really listening. I got a what question. goes up, Is, but what goes up comes down though, right? So I mean like uh, I don't that's, know. that's a great point. Russell, what's your is, question? Is rolling well toned supposed to be like, hey, the sound sounds good, or is it supposed to be like those muscles look good? <laughs> Oh, no. You think rolling well-toned is like somebody who's like super ripped? Could be. That's I great. Mean, and then what was rolling boned? Maybe you need to put this on your dating apps, Russell. I'm rolling well-toned and you're about to be rolling grown. Oh, no. Don't say that. that do the other one. <laughs> rolling boned. And I'm going to say my last one is a rolling groan. This means you did not like it. You thought. You're not oh. done describing the rating system yet? Well, see, because there's rolling well-toned, right? And that means it's perfectly, it's in the middle. You know what? It's one of those guys who's like muscular. We're like, oh, he's got a nice body, but not like one where you're like, oh my God, what a freak show. We got to get to an hour 30. Rolling we have bone. to. We cannot okay. have an, a podcast. Rolling bone means that, it, Aaron, are you listening now? Because it seems you seem confused. You, it I'm means that you. it was too high on the list, too high of a number, lower. Should We should have covered it sooner. Or a rolling groan <sighs> means that this should be lower on the list. Push it back. 59, 60. 69. Yeah, Aaron, 69. Okay, why'd you have to say that out loud? Okay, in a voice that sounded a lot like me, actually. Maybe somebody who's been at the club yelling at people saying, what, 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 over and over again. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Is this a rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groaned at 58? Led Zeppelin 4. This absolutely got rolling boned. Should be higher. I'd say it's a top 25 album, um, for sure. I mean, there's just great songs. Now, I'm not going to get into how much of it was taken, sampled from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not smart enough to know all of that. And, you know, there's plenty of books and podcasts and things about um, what was taken. Um, you know, it, what was it, what what was I don't know. What's the right word, Rosie? Reappropriated or taken? Yeah, and some people would say covered, stolen. Right? Yeah. yeah, stolen. Yeah, you know, maybe stolen. outright stolen. Uh, things like that. So I don't know, but as, on a whole, on the surface, this this album got rolling boned. Should be higher. Aaron, can you explain to me what's the difference between what Led Zeppelin did and what people who sample did? Well, the biggest difference is that they're playing it themselves. So sampling is taking another recording and and but wouldn't using that be just as that bad? Recording in your music, wouldn't that be what's just that? as bad? Wouldn't that be just as bad as stealing the music from somebody else and playing it yourself? Sampling. Yeah, why does why does Led Zeppelin get criticized for musical theft and groups other groups don't? Well, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if I could say that other groups don't. I think sampling went through its its own uh, reckoning when artists who were being sampled, like James Brown, like George Clinton, started wanting their their due and wanting their writing credits. I think it always comes down to who's getting the credit and who gets the the royalties when the song gets played again and again. So I think. What Led Zeppelin did in terms of giving credit, as you mentioned, to Memphis Mini, I think was 
definitely the right step, but um, it was maybe not the right step for them to also go ahead and claim writing credits for themselves when they were covering someone else's song. So th- there's never anything inherently wrong with borrowing ideas, with covering someone else's ideas. But I think from the business side of things, when it came down to who was getting paid, that's where maybe there was a problem. And, and hip hop artists, you know, had to go through that too, because they were not paying to the people whose art they were, you know, making their own money off of. God damn it, Aaron. That was brilliant. Um, so <laughs> you might even say like, sometimes if you like steal the idea to make a list and then do it after somebody, that's cool too. Like some people think that's actually very <laughs> clever and pretty funny actually. Uh, so Aaron, this is time for the rating system. What do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned or rolling grown? I cannot understand. I just, I never know when you're going to jump in, Rob. I can't understand how this album is this low on the list. It has to me, something for everyone. I think you could write entire musical dissertations on just the rhythm on this album. You could spend your whole life dissecting it and fully nerding out, or you could not care at all about any of that and just turn it up loud and enjoy it. So I, it, it's to me, it's a perfect rock and roll album. It is rolling boned. And go Hawks. Aaron was so mad because he was like, here's an album I really love. I'm passionate about talking about this. And it's set to something that has wrecked pretty much my whole life. Hawkeye fight song. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I said it earlier, after two songs, this was rolling boned. I think the whole album was awesome. To me, there was only one or two songs that I didn't love. I think this is rolling rolling boned. I'm going to put this up in my top five. I'm knocking something out. I don't know what I'm knocking out, but... This jumps into my top five that I've enjoyed listening to. I'm not saying they're the greatest. I'm saying they're the ones that I've enjoyed listening to. It goes up there with Kanye, the White Album, Prince, Purple Rain, and the Amy Winehouse album for me. Oh my gosh! Nice. Oof, what a, I love that. We're gonna we we gotta write that down. What Russell's list I like is the courage there. to make your own top five. Yeah, we got we we should hold each other to that. Is this our first unanimous Rolling Bone? I think it might be. It's actually not because the correct answer is this is Rolling Definition. Okay. If shut up for a second. <laughs> you already used if that one. Aliens came down. I was worried about that. If aliens came down. Okay. Okay. How about this? This is a rolling alien invasion because if aliens came down from outer space go. and they said, take me to your dealer, because I mean, that's a good joke, right? If they did that. But if they also said, what is rock and roll earthlings? You'd be like, you'd put on this album. And you'd be like, listen, there's literally a song on this album called Rock and Roll. And the aliens would be listening to this. And they would be like, I understand. And they would fly away and you would save the earth. This is rock and roll. This is absolutely what it is. You're going to tell me right now that this is less rock and roll than the Beach Boys pet sounds. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay. Well, yeah, because Little Richard was the, uh, you know, the, the king of rock and roll. So, of course, it's that, you know, this is the definition yeah. of rock and roll. Ripped him off. Guys, ne- oh, wait, I remember the next part. I was like, what? How? there's something happening here before I play the theme song. I can't remember what it is. And the answer is a good joke that I come up with off the top of my head and didn't write on Wednesday. Next up, we have an album that is actually sponsored by the audiobook company Audible. So we might make some money on this. It's Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. Oh, nice. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest <laughs> albums of all time. It's a good you're one. just too lazy to look it up online. We're going to have to do that one before like 11 o'clock at night. Listen, I'm a club guy. What can I say? 
Maybe you guys can help confirm this for me. So if I'm going to a party that's dress code business, I bring the silicon doll. But if I go to lounge casual, I bring the blow up. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely it. I'm picturing Russell like out with his two blow up dolls, right? Walking. The aliens come down. What is rock and roll? And he's like, here, it's Led Zeppelin 4. And they're like. And then, of course, I would be wearing my I heart blow up dolls T-shirt. <laughs> blow up doll breathalyzer arrow down. That's the Beck to the Better shirt. Beck to the Better on the back. No, on the front. And on the back is breathalyzer for blow up dolls and then an arrow pointing down. <laughs> I don't know. Who's got two thumbs and both these blow-up dolls because I made it with little thumbs. The aliens are like, thank you for rock and roll as a gift. Here is a dildo with an ovipositor. Fuck, I gotta edit that shit out too. God damn it, you guys. That was good.